Welcome to today's episode of The Power of Reinvention. Here we talk with my guests about the dreams, the visions, and the passions that individuals have every day and dare to explore them. Whether it's business or personal, you're entitled to live the life that you want, and no matter what the circumstances, you have the power to create success, fulfill your dreams, and live with passion. That's what I'm talking about. So dare greatly, and happy reinventing, folks. Hello, and welcome to The Power of Reinvention. I am so excited to have my guests, Brian and Nina Spears from Baby Chick, on our show today. And I have to say, a little favoritism here, they are a client of the agency. So I've gotten to know Nina and Brian so well over the last six months, and it just excites me to no end to have you both here as my guests today. So thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Yes, we are thrilled to be here. Thank you, Kathy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm going to do a, a bit of a background on both of you to introduce the two of you to this audience. Everybody's going, what is Baby Chick for God's sakes? It's a great name, but what do they do? I'm going to share a little bit of that background. And for those who know I started this podcast, or for those who don't know I started this podcast, The Power of Reinvention, because I launched a book uh, called Reinvent Your Life. What are you waiting for? Right at the beginning of the pandemic. And because everybody got sent home and and we couldn't do book launch events and parties, it just accelerated my game plan to launch a podcast and a virtual chat series and really reinvent my own book launch marketing plan very quickly just over two years ago. Um, I'm thrilled that we have touched the lives of thousands and thousands of people all over the world with a lot of inspiration and motivation on different ways to reinvent all parts of your life. And I hope that you find a nugget in here of something that might in fact inspire you or motivate you. We all hear people's stories and when we do, it helps us recognize that if they can do something like that, why can't I? And that's what I hope that you get from this show today. So let me give you a little background. Nina Spears is also known as the Baby Chick. She's the co-founder and editor-in-chief at Baby Chick. She's an educator and expert in the pregnancy, birth, and baby world, and a mother of two. With over a decade of experience, she's supported over 700 families during their pregnancies, births, and postpartum journeys. Her training, certifications, and experience include baby planning, birth doula care, postpartum doula care, massage therapy, childbirth education, newborn care education, infant massage instruction, and more. It's been her passion to educate, inspire, and uplift mothers, and this has become their mission at Baby Chick. And Brian Spears, it may not be a surprise given the last name, is Nina's husband, but in his own accord has nearly 20 years of successful business experience working in various roles for small and large companies. He was introduced to the mom and baby world by his wife, Nina, before they had children of their own. Now, as a dad of two, he knows the value of education during this transformative time and enjoys building a helpful resource for parents. You can find Brian working behind the scenes, overseeing operations, website development, business development, sales, and managing the team alongside Nina. Brian is the co-owner of Baby Chick. So there you have a little background on this incredible company. Nina brings all of her passion and expertise. And Brian builds, brings this incredible build, building and, you know, just all the, the sort of the, the business acumen that he experienced through corporate America for so many years And I just love that you two have joined together to really create all that it takes as entrepreneurs to build a company. So we're going to touch on a lot of these points today. And I just am thrilled to have both of you here to have this conversation. So I'm going to start with one of my favorite questions, which is, and Brian, we'll start with you. Who was little Brian? Um, did you ever envision where your life was going to take you? You know, many of us grew up with these little dreams as kids, going, oh, I'm going to be a fireman or a doctor or, you know, <laughs> a zookeeper, whatever that is. Um, where did you see yourself going as a youngster? And 
have you really stayed the course or did you stay the course and then completely pivot and find a different passion in your life? So always fun to kind of hear. I have a chapter in the book called, hello, are you still in there? And, you know, it's kind of fun to sort of harken back to what it is that made us who we are today and where we're at in our journey. Yeah. So, you know, um, one, I'm, I'm almost going to be turning 42. So when I was a little kid, it was, it was a long time ago and entrepreneurship and websites and social media and all this great technology that we have today was obviously not around back then. So, um, it was really tough for me to imagine being literally where I am right now, but as a little kid, there was definitely hints of me um, being an entrepreneur. Uh, I remember um, having, uh, in I think it was kindergarten, we were uh, selling ice cream to the tables. Um, and then I remember um, us uh, getting into the whole baseball card, basketball, football card thing. And we would get all the cards and we would go and we'd sell them. And then there was um, some golf courses around our house. So we would go and jump in the ponds and we would use our feet and we would get all of the uh, golf balls. And then we would go and sell those to different shops. And so um, like unintentionally, I was being like showing my entrepreneur like roots. Um, But surprisingly, I also wanted to be an actor. I thought it would be so cool to be an actor. Wow, really? And I did not know um, that. See, I love this when I've known someone as long as I have and I, these little nuggets come out. So do tell. You know, as a kid, you watch these movies and you're like, that would be so fun. And yeah, we used to put on shows for the, you know, the little small circle of friends we had on the, the street. And, and yeah, I always just thought being an, an actor was so cool. But, um, you know, that obviously didn't work out. And so... Um, you know, as I was saying, it, it really, to me, for some weird reason, I thought as I got older, I was thinking that to be an entrepreneur, you had to invent something. And so, um, there was definitely times where I remember walking with one of my, my like best friends, he's almost like a brother. We would just go walking the, at, at, at night and we were just brainstorming. This is when the internet was first like coming out and we we're like, what? Like, what can we build? Like, what apps can we build? And we were talking about, and I mean, this is like 1994. So like apps weren't even necessarily a thing, but we were talking about like stock market, um, like tools that you could see all the stock tickers and all this kind of stuff. That's probably had gotten invented, of course. Um, but then, you know, I fell into my, my, um, Dad was super successful um, in the company that he worked at. He was in sales and um, being in that environment, I thought I was going to follow that path. And um, so, you know, I, I did the whole went to, you know, went to high school, then went to college and I did the business, got my degree in general business and thought I was going to really follow that path. Um, thought that, that it would make me happy to, um, work my way up the corporate ladder. And, um, as we, as we all tend to do (laughs) back then. Right. Exactly. And there was, um, experience in my life where I had, um, I had really gotten into playing like poker and I don't mean like home games. Like I was playing like at a really high level and I was, I was studying it. Like I probably studied more about poker than I ever did about, um, and that I ever did in all my years combined in schooling from elementary through high school to college. But what it really taught me was um, that money doesn't make you happy. That like I would rather be making $50,000 a year doing something I loved than making a million dollars a year doing something I hated. Yeah. And so it really just reminded me of like, you Re- know, reprioritizing. Exactly. Right? And and you just start to think like, this isn't like, I can't imagine doing what I'm doing for the next until I'm like 60 or 70 until I retire. And there's just this, this drive in me that was just pushing me that kept telling me like, no, like you need to do something else. Like you're not, you're not meant for like sitting on this desk and there are a couple of different dynamics going on. And I was just trying yeah. to figure out like what it was I could do. 
And, um, and then when I met Nina, I saw, um, like what a rock star she was and, and everything she did. And she owned her, her own business at the time. It was different than baby chick. And, um, I had just, after she had gotten the nickname, the baby chick, um, I had told her, I was like, man, you should really turn that into a brand. And, and, you know, being as busy as she was, she was like, well, if you help me, then I'll do it. And yeah. Great um, idea. You do it. That's what we, that's what we say around this office. Someone has a great idea. I'm like, great idea. Go do it. <laughs> like, you have to do Careful it. what you wish for. Exactly. Well, and, and, but I was looking for that thing. But I just want to I want to stop you there for a moment, Brian, only because you said something just a moment ago um, that I love. And I speak about this a lot in the book. And that is, you know, there is that gnawing feeling that we may have. And some of us hear it and some of us don't. And some of us let it just hum in the background constantly for days, months, years, many in many cases, years because we don't realize that if we really give that a voice and we really tune into that part of what is going on in the back of our mind or the forefront of our mind, perhaps, that we do have an option, that we are entitled to give that a voice and do something about it. And I really love that you're sort of describing the journey and the process that most people do go through. Like you really we're going through the motions of what I would say probably 80, if not 90% of the people out there are going through. We kind of get on this trajectory. We do what we think we're supposed to be doing. And yet that knowing feeling of there must be more, there must be something else. This is really connecting for me from a passion standpoint. You know, these are the things that we want to really tune into. And you really did. And we never know when that catalyst is going to show up in front of us. But the fact that you were open to it, you were probably more receptive and just sort of falling in love and getting married and having children together and going about your business. There was also a part of you that said, wow, I recognize this in you and the business opportunity. Maybe this is the moment. So I'm actually going to pause there because I know I interrupted you. And we're going to come back to a little bit more of that story. But I want to stay in sort of that pre-baby chick mode at the moment. And Nina, I want to sort of ask you that same question. You are the baby chick. You have done extraordinary things for thousands of women and families and babies. And let's talk a little bit about, were you the little girl that walked around with the little doll like I did in your hands and, and just couldn't wait till you were going to be a mommy or loved babies like crazily or was, were you in a totally different place? And, you know, what was that moment that you kind of found your calling? Yes. Well, I, it's not surprising that I am doing what I'm doing. Um, if you go all the way back to my origin story, but I never thought I would be here. But I am a twin. I have a twin brother and my twin brother has autism. And so when we were born, we were actually um, the first babies born in Texas uh, using the gift uh, program, uh, gamete intrafallopian tube transfer. And the Dallas and Houston News flew down and uh, got news of my mother holding me and my brother because um, we were the first successful um, babies uh, using that that technology. And, um, my brother was diagnosed at three years old with autism. And from my mother said, from the moment that I could do anything, I was taking care of my brother. I was always looking out after him and, and helping him and helping him communicate. And so my first nickname that I ever got was mama Nina. So my mother um, would always call me, okay, mama Nina. Okay. Mama Nina. Cause wow. I would just go about and do what I could to take care of my brother. Yeah. So it's really not surprising <laughs> that I'm doing what I'm doing, um, with that history. Yeah. But as I grew older, I was like, Brian thinking the stars, I, um, I wanted to be, um, a Broadway show person, uh, because I loved dance and singing and the theater. Um, but my, both of my parents, um, my dad is a surgeon and my mother is a nurse. 
I knew that I did not want to get into the medical field because I saw what that (laughs) was like. So I thought, oh, I'm going to get into business. And I went to college and got a business job and realized, oh, man, this is actually not for me. Um, What I really do enjoy is helping other people. And um, my my sales partner, we shared an office. She had just announced she was pregnant and we, I watched her plan her pregnancy. And I was in the room when her doctor on speakerphone announced like, you're having a boy. And it was, um, it was just really cool. And I thought there was something there, something really interesting that was drawing me in. And I actually was, had hired a life coach at that time. Cause I was like, I'm not happy with my life. I need to figure out what I'm doing. She recommended that I read the book, uh, the passion test. And after I read that book, I knew for I knew right then and there that I had to work with babies. So I worked at a local mom and baby boutique and I realized, oh my gosh, these women have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> they don't know what to get, who to talk to. They're just, they're clueless, um, but they want to do the best that they possibly can for their babies. And I thought, oh my gosh, if there were just someone that they could call kind of like a wedding planner helps you plan for your wedding, but someone who could help you plan for your baby and get you all prepared and so that you feel confident. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I created this whole new job. And then I researched it and there's a certification for baby planning. So that's when I really started my journey and got my, my baby planning certification and, you know, continued my education from then on. And so from then I had built my first business, um, that caters to, the Houston, Texas, um, pregnancy through, uh, early parenthood. And yeah, so the rest is history. That's amazing. I love that. And you know, you're right. Look, my, my kids are now 23 and 26. It's been a little while since I was in that stage, but these are the most incredible years of our lives. They're, they're exciting and daunting and scary. And, you know, as, as moms, you know, being sort of 24, seven, engaged physically from the moment we get pregnant to the experiences and, you know, what happens to us as individuals. Um, I was looking at one of your reels on the baby chick, um, Instagram, I think it was Instagram or Facebook. I was on, I can't remember. And, you know, just watching the life of a mother, you know, who's got a couple of kids and it reminded me of, wow, I forgot that I felt that way at the time. But that, gee, how am I going to get in the shower? How am I going to get a manicure? What happened to the days when I would blow dry my hair and go out for a drink with the girls and feel like myself? And we give a lot of ourselves up during those periods to be another version of ourselves, a beautiful, wonderful, incredible experience of a lifetime. But those are real feelings. And knowing the business and what you do and all of the media platforms that you and Brian have created. Um, you are, you are such a gift. And, and I remember when we first met and started talking and I said, wow, you're like, you know, I used to always say, and so many of us do, the baby didn't come with a manual and you are that, you are that resource. You are that guide. You are that, you know, baby whisperer, you're that parent whisperer at a time in our lives where, you know, we're just looking up to the sky going, where are all the answers and how do I do this from the moment we get pregnant and have so many questions about what we're experiencing and what our world will be like. And, you know, you're truly both of you and what you've built and what you're doing are such a gift to so many. Um, And it can't be easy because I'm sure, you know, not everybody goes through an easy time with it. We know that there's a lot of issues in the world with postpartum and the mental health. And I'm sure the last couple of years as people had a lot of limitations and different experiences during the birthing period, not being able to go into a hospital. I have a niece who had a baby in the middle of COVID, another one who got pregnant in the middle of COVID. I mean, all of these things where it's like, no, you can't go to the doctor's appointment with us. No, you can't come to the hospital. No, you can't visit the baby when we're having the baby and the, you know, like all the rules changed a lot. So I would imagine, um, just in the last couple of years alone with the pandemic, even that was a whole set of new things that you had to kind of help your, your clients, your, the folks that you work, work with in a different way. Um, 
again, opportunistic in some ways. So I'd love to kind of get some thoughts maybe first from you, Nina, and then Brian from you on even just the last few years, how that has sort of changed the nature of what you've been doing. So more hands-on virtually has that, you know, how's that kind of affected your business for one? And then Brian, maybe you can speak a little more to the content, the media platforms, all of the opportunities that came out out of this as you've leaned into the digital and virtual space to broaden your network and broaden your reach, which is what you've done. I mean, you virtually have built a media company at this stage around Baby Chick, which is quite extraordinary. Um, so Nina, just kind of back to you on that. Just what what has this last couple of years actually been like in terms of the things that you've had to kind of recreate, I guess, the way you've done some of the things you, you do with everybody? Absolutely. So over the past couple of years, actually, I've really slowed down on working with families individually, one-on-one, because also we had a baby. We were pregnant during the pandemic and we have an 18-month-old and she is such a blessing. We also have a soon-to-be five-year-old boy and they um, keep us busy. (laughs) So Brian (laughs) and I have really um, focused 100% on helping families via our website and our social media and our podcast and all of the different, you know, outlets, um, to, to empower them to make the best choices during their pregnancy, birth and postpartum so that they are living their best mom life. So I said, well, since I can't be there for everybody, I'd rather put all of my heart and soul and knowledge into our content and creating something really special for every mom out there rather than only just one mom here or there. But I have, you know, I have worked with a couple of families. um, But after having my baby, I was like, I need a, I need a little break. (laughs) Well, also it's a brilliant way to scale your business. And, you know, of course I know, given the work that we're doing together, the opportunity to take that expertise, that knowledge, the institutional knowledge that you have about everything you're doing in this space and scale you. I mean, you know, one-on-ones are lovely, but to be able to make you accessible to so many more people is really, you know, very opportunistic. And I think much like what I had to go through with my book and how I started connecting, I mean, instead of just being in rooms with people, suddenly I was talking to thousands of people because of the ability to really, you know, and it wasn't just us getting comfortable with creating content and getting on a virtual platform. It was that the rest of the audience was coming because that's where they were now connecting as well. So I think that was most fortuitous for you as well. Um, Brian, as, as the guy behind a lot of those components, if I may, um, was this kind of a rapid fire acceleration of learning more and more quickly? How do we scale the digital experience? What, what was that sort of like for you in terms of taking the business from where you were on these platforms to where you are today? So in 2020, when, when COVID hit, it was, you know, it was like a big shakeup in the world and everyone was just kind of like, what, you know, you had all the lockdowns and you had everybody having to stay home from work and you just knew like that things were changing and it was a real opportunity. Like I'm the kind of person that when I get into thrown into a situation like that rather than like panicking or freaking out. I I, kind of get like excited and I'm like, okay, I've got this like big challenge and like, I'm going to conquer this challenge right here. And so we really, when all this happened, we were like, okay, like the world's changing and it's changing a lot in our favor because we're already a digital media, you know, lifestyle brand publisher in that whole area. And so we saw it as a real opportunity that looked like we can keep doing the same thing that we're doing and we can keep making the same kind of growth that we were, which was, you know, it was okay. But we saw it as a real time to, to be like, you know, let's, let's, well, when everybody, um, when everything was just kind of shut down, we're like, let's look at like 
everything we've built. Uh, we became a digital media company, uh, pivoted that in 2017. And so up to, to 2020, we had learned you know, a lot of different things about um, this whole industry and about how all this stuff works. And so when, when 2020 happened, when COVID hit, um, we saw it as an opportunity to take a, a, a deep dive look into our business and like be real and honest with ourselves and like, you know, what are we doing? How are we doing it? Um, and so what we realized at that time was like, we have a good product, but our packaging sucks. And so, and our packaging, when... Uh, good for you for being able to say that to yourself. Sometimes we drink our own Kool-Aid and that, that's not always a good thing. Yeah, I, I love getting feedback and I love like that kind of thing. And how can we be better? And so, yeah, we really looked at it and we're like, our, you know, our packaging sucks. And our packaging for us was our, our website, our branding, all that kind of stuff. And so we decided, you know, 2020... We are going to take everything we have learned up to this point, um, whether that be everything from from being a digital media company to everything I learned in my previous like just business experience and Nina her business experience. Let's take all this and let's let's like rebrand it and repackage it and and just make everything I don't know awesome. And so that's what we did. And so we um, we invested a. a quite a bit of our own money back into our business. We um, built a real website. I call it a real website because the way we were doing it before was just not how like how a real media, big media company is going to be doing it. Um, and so we went and built a completely custom website. We consulted with some people who were smarter than us. We got with uh, our, our web developers. I have a solid web development team. We built a completely custom site with a graphic designer, all that kind of stuff. We thoroughly looked into this stuff and just really put a lot of thought into how yep. we can make this an, a great platform with a great user experience and great visually appealing, a great package for everything. And so that's what we did a whole lot of our um, 2020. And yep. we launched in uh, August of 2020, we launched our new improved baby check. Yeah. And I mean, knock on wood, but I remember telling Nina, I was like, I was like, just, I just believe in it so much. Like we're going to go from, you know, we were, I think at that time prior to us launching our new stuff, we were maybe getting like a couple hundred thousand page views a month, a couple hundred thousand people to our site. And I was like, just watch Nina, like, we're going to do this. Don't be surprised if we shoot up to like a million, like millions of page views. And yep. she's like, ah, we'll, we'll see. And sure enough, I think it was like a month or two later. I mean, we just shot up and things just completely changed. And we really just got so much smarter, like over this time uh, with. I love, uh, I love, really you know, that you got smarter. I love that you said that because I think, you know, it's interesting, just the trajectory. And I think anybody out there trying to build a business, trying to figure out, you know, how to crack that formula that you've got to allow yourself to lean into it, to do it. And this is the risk reward situation where you can sit back and, you know, analysis is paralysis. In so many cases, you finally took the leap, really went there. And yes, there may be, you know, budgetary issues that people don't go there. They try, they do it on a shoestring budget if they're building a business and that's how you need to build it. But Getting smarter and recognizing with everything that you do that you do get smarter and that you do learn to understand more about how to then scale that and scale further and scale further is part of the process. People don't just suddenly wake up and say, wow, I went from zero to a million overnight. No, there were stepping stones and building blocks and you built off it at each phase. And so the fact that you recognize that you were getting smarter, you weren't the smartest, <laughs> you didn't start out being the smartest, it's a process. And, you know, you've got to be patient, right? And lean into it and really, you know, work hard yeah, and, to make and that look, happen. Yeah, totally. And to clarify to your audience, like we did build our company on a shoestring budget. Yeah. 
we've never had investors. We, um, we literally started from that. We didn't even have digital media experience. Like we just, we just had this like intuition. Nina had her awesome experience. She's a great, like face of the brand. I had my business experience, my marketing intuition and, um, and we just started and we just started executing like from zero and went on. Um, and, and you're right. Like when you're building a business, there's, I kind of see it as like you're driving a car and you're going down the road and like, there's different exits you can take. And like, sometimes like if you miss that exit and you keep going straight, like it's going to go to a dead end. But like, yeah. if you're, you're driving and you exit, you know, the, you take the right exit, it takes you onto the highway and then you keep going. But, and, and it's kind of, in some ways, when I look back, it's like, I, it's, it's like calculated, but it's like, man, like we got lucky that we just had that like light bulb moment at the right time that we did yeah. these certain things and got us there. And it's kind of scary a little bit when you think back, it's like, what if we didn't do that in 2020? Yeah. I don't think we'd be where we are right now. I really it, don't. And so you're probably right. And I think, you know, that's really interesting. And Nina, you know, you being an entrepreneur already, being a business owner before Brian came into your life, how was that <clears throat> for you to kind of hand the reins to him on certain parts of the business? On one hand, I would imagine it was fabulous. Like, great, you go take care of this so I can focus on here. But the businesswoman in you clearly loved building a business and you are passionate about what you're doing. Um, has that been easy, you know, finding the balance of what you were willing to let go of? And I'm sure I know, I know you too, so I know you have input on everything. But was that kind of fun for you to be able to have a partner that you could hand certain things to and, and know that you didn't have to handle the day to day? Do you miss certain things? about that part of the business. You're so busy. And I also want to ask you in this question, you are so busy now <laughs> creating more content than you've ever had to create. Um, you know, that is a, a very overwhelming thing to be constantly creating content and messaging and videos and, you know, really important information. This is not just frivolous, hi, you know, kind of unimportant information that you're actually sharing. I'm sure there's a lot of research that's ongoing and what's going on in the world and time that you need to spend keeping up with all of that. So, you know, all the balls that you're juggling, let alone the mom ball, which is the biggest one always. Um, and Brian, I know you both are such hands-on parents, but how Nina are you dealing with a the shift from you know some of the business stuff you don't have to handle anymore or not as much, and juggling the time and scaling all of this beautiful content that you are creating so you can reach more people. I love it. I'm so <laughs> grateful that I have Brian because when it was just me with my first business, I had a real vision. I'm a smart woman. I'm determined. I'm a doer. But Brian is. It's, we're actually a really great team because where I am strong at, he's not the strongest, but where I am weak at, he is very strong. And so we are definitely a good team. It can be interesting being married to the person that you're, sure. <laughs> you're partnered with. So it's hard to turn it off sometimes, yeah. but yeah. At the end of the day, um, I, I know that I have the best partner for me because I am very talented at what I do, but Brian is, in my opinion, one of the best at what he does too. Amazing. That's incredible. Lucky you guys. I mean, it really <laughs> is. And it's, it's a formula for the way the business has grown and scaled mm -hmm. and the way you show up and the joy, most importantly. In what you do, I mean, there is no greater gift than to be able to make a living doing what you love. Mm -hmm. And this is such an important conversation in the reinvention, you know, dialogue that we have with people every day and the interviews in the book and the interviews we do every day with the virtual chats and the podcast that, you know, finding something that you love and being able to make a career out of it. And, you know, in some cases, look, some people have jobs and that's great, but they find all these other ways to fulfill their lives with joy from things that they're passionate about. And they may be hobbies. It may be spiritual. It may be in relationships. 
It may be in, you know, local volunteer work. There's so many different touch points in our lives that bring us joy and bring us passion. And it doesn't only have to be in the career space that we're trying to seek that. You know, many people out there are, you know, maybe juggling a couple of jobs and a handful of kids. They may be single parents. There, you know, there's no time to entertain the, oh, I'm just going to go open a chocolate shop. Well, you could. And honestly, I talk about the five-year reinvention and the 10-year reinvention. And if you really want to do that in 10 years from now or five years from now, you can put that plan together, start putting money in the coffee jar, as they say, and building the blocks to get there. It doesn't have to be immediate, but it also doesn't mean never. Mm-hmm. And I think that for many that is a very, very special thing to recognize that you can, in fact, create the life that you want. And it may not happen in five minutes, but don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on what your vision and your passion is. And to your point, Brian, you said, you know, you did start this business on a shoestring. It grew out of a passion and a love for who you are, Nina, and what you love to do. And, you know, you slowly built it up. And most people see a successful business and a growing business and they go, wow, okay, I want to be and do that. And they're not willing to do the work and they're not willing to understand the time and the patience and the dedication and the compromises that we sometimes have to make in order to get there. But if this is your dream and your vision, there are so many ways to get there. I have a question for you both. Um, Nina, I'll ask you first. Mentors in your life, people who you either look up to from a distance, who have been instrumental in your life that you know and have spent time with. Um, Are there people around you that you've turned to in the past or turned to still today that are in your life that help kind of, you know, affect what you're doing? So I haven't had really any physical mentors um, per se in my life Um, when it comes to like business, of of course, like my mother and there are so many like personal mentors that I have. But when it comes to business, not so much um, because the people that I've been surrounded by. Uh, by do not do or are not in the same field that we are in. Um, But I have surrounded myself with, you know, books and following certain people and their messaging. And by following those positive messages of what they've been able to do with their career, with their lives is so motivational saying like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. And I know Brian would say the same thing. Uh, Maybe some more. I don't know, Brian. (laughs) Brian, what about you? Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm the same way. I I haven't really ever had um, a mentor, um, especially in what we do. I mean, we live in Houston, Texas, and it's just not the digital media place at all. And, um, but you know, one of the great things about social media these days is that you can follow all of those people and basically fill your, so what I did was I would fill my feed with all of these people that I highly respected. Um, and, just, I would see that all day. So whereas a lot of people, they go on and they're, you know, they got their friends that they're following or their politics that they're getting into. I was having just uh, people that I really looked up to um, on there. I mean, and some of those that probably a lot of people like Gary Vaynerchuk, for example, and yep. I actually discovered Gary like after we had done all this stuff. But then when I discovered him, I was like, oh man, he's like, in a lot of ways, we're like, I, I just am on his same, like, we're kind of like cut from the same cloth and a lot yeah. of like the hustle and the hard work that we want to put in and the way yeah. that we see things. And so, um, listening to him, um, I, you know, picked up on a couple, um, like digital media companies like us, um, pure wow. For example, I watched them, I watched Ryan Harwood, like what they did. And I would try to die, like figure out like, why are they doing that? Not just right. And like figure out the why yeah learn that. so much and so um those are really my my mentors and yeah and all of this um and i love that because there are people that are so accessible and again you know i think for all of us whether they're people that are around the corner and people we see all the time that we can sit and have coffee with or to your point the access to such incredibly inspiring and motivating information 
that we can we can access at the push of a button on our phones that we can, you know, so much free content. And what's so fascinating is I look to you and I think people are looking at the work you're doing and the access to your content and your information that is literally affecting and changing their lives every day. And the role that. that you play as mentors, both as, as as a quote, young business as owners of that and looking towards how you've scaled and grown your business and what you're putting into it um, is really incredible and, you know, not to be taken for granted. Um, you know, we, we clearly are working together to build the, the scale and the scope and, and the magnitude and the partnerships that brands can leverage all that you're bringing to these conversations and reaching that audience. And that's a really exciting time for you and your business and where we Can are I, taking this together. Yeah, Brian, go totally. ahead. And, you know, it's really important for people to do that when, um, you know, at least my experience of doing this, I mean, I, I sat in the corporate world for 10 years um, and to, it's really easy to stay in that, to have that like, oh, you know, I, I want to start this business or I have this dream, but it just only never becomes a thought. And so like you really have to, um, if you want to, to make that actually happen, one, it's not easy. And like it takes a lot of guts to like to quit your job that is paying your bills and all that stuff and like just take a leap of faith and to do that. And so like kind of like along with the mentor thing, like to surround yourself with these people who just like you to build you up. Like you have to like build yourself up and like, just find this like superpower strength <laughs> to be able to do it. Because I mean, I just remember both times when I went and quit my job, like it was, you know, just even that day to like quit your job, it takes guts to like walk in there and be like, so I'm quitting. Um, and like to, and you're not quitting because you have another job lined up. You're quitting to do something on your own and you got to deal with the, you know, the, the family, the people who all the, are all the naysayers oh, out there. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> judging you, I, it just, you have to like really build yourself up and the more you can do that. I mean, I, it just, it's, yeah, it, it takes a lot. It's a really hard work. I mean, yeah. for what no, we it's, did, a, I, it's a really good point, Brian. Thank you for reiterating that and and it does take it takes it takes courage and you know we talk a lot about the risk and reward of being an entrepreneur and building a business and you know the rewards are extraordinary you know you have the freedom and the flexibility although you work 24 seven, right? So <laughs> it's kind of the great irony of being an entrepreneur, which I've been for 30 whatever years. Um, and it is the great irony. You have the freedom to do. I used to pick my children up from school every single day, as long as I was in town. And it was my thing. And I wore it on my sleeve and I told every client, you will not be able to reach me between 2.30 and 3.45 because that is when I am picking up my kids. I want them to jump in my car. I want to hear what happened that day at school because three hours later, I'm never going to hear that again. And it was my jam. And I thought if I can't run my own business and have that, there's something seriously wrong with the world. <laughs> <laughs> and and if the clients didn't like it, I'm sorry, then don't be a client of the agency. You know, it was always a very important thing to kind of own that entrepreneurship. And, and this, you know, we're talking 20 some odd years ago when my kids were young that, you know, we're living in a very different world today where everybody's got permission to do everything and be everybody and be who they want and women supporting women and having a voice that didn't kind of exist 20 plus years ago when my kids were little. Um, I may have been a catalyst to inventing some of that and owning it in my circles of influence in business because I was very vocal about it. Um, I had no guilt. I didn't try to hide it. I didn't say, oh, I'm going to be in another meeting. No, I owned it. Um, and I think it's important. I think it's important as a business owner. I think it's important as a female business owner. Um, and I think that 
it's something we get to really take advantage of because who really cares if you're up between the hours of 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. doing that work? You don't get brownie points for that. So we know. We know what we're all doing, right? It was a lot um, harder when you were doing it, too, because the technology yeah. wasn't here. Like the social media, the uh, computers and everything was just – I, I can't imagine. More, de- more demanding but in different ways. I mean now the challenge is keeping up with it all. Yeah. You know, and the immediacy of turning things around. I mean, exactly. you know, not to age myself here, but, you know, when you were getting a FedEx package with a document in it or a fax – and you had a little more time to look at something, review it, give it some thought, turn it around. Now it's like 10 minutes later, someone's like, I emailed you. Did you see it? Did you? What do you think? And you're mm-hmm. like, I'm in a meeting. I'm doing something else. Like, you know, the immediacy, the demand on our attention and the plethora of information that is at our fingertips that we want to know, we want to absorb, we want to learn from. There aren't enough minutes or hours in a day or night or week for all that we want access to. So on one hand, it was a little easier, but the the rigor of reaching people and, and the, the physicality of that, be it through huge mailings where, you know, we'd all sit on the floor and stuff press kits and, you know, 200 things went out in the mail and God, those were the days. And I'm still a big proponent of something like, showing up on the desk so it sits on someone's desk and they actually look at it instead of getting lost in a digital inbox you know so i love when i meet with people and i physically hand them a presentation and say this is what we're going to talk about and they're going to take it back to their office or their desk and it's going to sit on their desk they're going to be thinking about us not something that's buried in their inbox and so there's a value to the psychology of what I was doing 25, 30 years ago um, and still keeping that a little front and center. But there are so many beautiful and amazing ways now to build and scale our businesses that make everybody, um, you know, a viable candidate for entrepreneurship and following their passions. Mm-hmm. And um, what do you see for the future of the business, Nina? Where, where do you see this going? Oh man, Brian and I are actually recently talking about new things that we want to do. We, I, we've really been focusing on the digital media aspect of our business. And now we really want to get back to kind of like original roots of being also this like lifestyle motherhood brand. So going into courses. So it'll be some video courses that people can watch and learn more to live their best life as their, as a mother. Uh, we want to get into, uh, getting a, a weekly newsletter out there, uh, for pregnancy and, and parenthood. So parents can have tailored content for their specific time frame of where they're at. We're talking about products. We're talking about so many different things. Brian, what else are we talking about? Um, well, apps we have different ideas um you know there was recently uh talk about how mr beast major youtube guy who's i mean one of the biggest ever on youtube how um he turned out a billion dollars for his brand and and it really you know on a much smaller scale obviously um it's a very similar like model to like what we're doing he built this big brand content brand and then built um, you know, products around that, uh, different revenue streams around that. And that's very much what we are. We, we've taken the route of rather than build the product first and then build everything around it or build up your brand, um, we've built the brand first. And now it's time to like build those attachments and like what a great, really what a great situation to be because we got a, a, an audience now and uh, to attach those different things. So like Nina said, really getting, we've been very focused on um, digital media. And so now um, expanding in and leveraging our brand that we've built and not just seeing ourselves as a publisher. I love it. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be very curious to see what you're up to. Do you want to share your URL and how to find you and reach you through social media just real quick? And then we'll put all of this in the show notes so it'll be accessible for those who might be on the go listening. 
Absolutely. Yes, of course. So our website is baby-chick.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, all of the things, YouTube, um, YouTube. and everything. I, I, for Instagram, it's at the baby chick. And that's the same for pretty much everything at the baby chick. And you can also find our podcast, which is Chick Chat, the baby chick podcast. Amazing. Um, I obviously get to talk to you forever and ongoing. So I'm thrilled because I'm just so excited to be a part of your journey and what we're building and working with you to build, um, all of your dreams and your vision and connect you in places that you may not be already. And for me, that's such a joy because I just love to be a part of that experience and journey and, and, work that you're doing is so incredible. It's so special. You are both brilliant, um, wonderful, talented experts in your field and individuals. And um, I just am just overjoyed to have you on my podcast today, touching and connecting with our audience, being able to share entrepreneurial moments, inspirational parts of your life that you're doing and how you, how you're sort of really on this incredible journey. And, and I feel like you've done so much, but you've also about to go places you never envisioned or maybe did envision. And um, I'm really excited for you and all the baby chick is doing. I want to thank you both for being on here today. Any other last thoughts or nuggets of wisdom or inspiration that you want to share? Before we sign off, you want to go, Nina? I'm, I'm going to leave that to you, Brian. <laughs> no, I would just say for the people who um, who do want to do their own thing, or they're not happy in what they're doing, or they even maybe just want to do a side hustle, like just start, just do it, like make it happen. Because what you don't want to do is um, is regret it later on in life. It's like ah, oh, should have done that. What what could have happened? Like just make it happen, so you don't have that regret. I love that. Well, and as, as the book so appropriately is called reinvent your life, what are you waiting for? Right. What are you waiting for? One step in front of the other baby steps, baby chick, baby steps. Um, it's everything. So just, you know, go for it as Brian so smartly just said, um, I thank you both for being here today. Thank you for being a part of the conversation. For those who want more information, of course, in the show notes, all of the information on how to follow Nina and Brian and Baby Chick and all that they're up to will be in the show notes. Um, if you want more information on different ways to explore parts of your life, reinvent your life in some way, shape or form, whatever part of your life that it is, please go to the reinventionexchange.com and you can tune in to previous podcasts, virtual chats, look at the blog. And of course, you can also pick up a copy of the book if you'd like. So thank you again for joining us and have a wonderful week. Happy reinventing everybody. Thanks for listening to The Power of Reinvention. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Wouldn't mind a five-star review. It would be greatly appreciated. Also, be sure to visit thereinventionexchange.com to share your reinvention stories, suggest a guest, join the newsletter mailing list, get access to my book, which is called Reinvent Your Life, What Are You Waiting For?, and discover fantastic bonus content with my blogs, and listen in to the Reinvention Virtual Chat series. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. Please share with a friend, and thank you for listening. Happy reinventing.